Everybody join. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've, I've had a great time. It's been good to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Good to God. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Uh, that's good. We're all kind of bouncing on the chocolate. Hey, that's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, I was at Pastor's house today, and uh, I had a great time there. I had a lot of fun with her family, and, uh, and uh, I have a whole new appreciation of chocolate. I, I found a new capacity for chocolate. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, amen. Well, God bless all of you. So good to see you out again tonight. It's been a great day, a day of victory. We've had a great time together these last few days and getting to know each other and uh, just uh, experiencing the power and the love of God as He touches our lives and, and brings us along. And uh, tonight I, uh, I have a little bit of a lighter message. We've been pressing and teaching and going pretty hard. But tonight I, I, just, I, I feel like the Lord would just have us to rest a little bit and uh, in that rest have some fun, have a good time. And, uh, and just enjoy the Lord. You know, we, we do crusades all over, and, and uh, one of the things that, that my band and my team do is we, uh, when we're doing miracles, we make it as fun as possible. We play fun music, really, like dance and jump and sing stuff. You know why? We find that more people get healed when they're having fun than they do when they're all serious and worried about their stuff. Yeah. So we just lighten it up, you know. Uh, we sing crazy songs like Rolling in the River, and you know, just, hey. You go, that's not spiritual. Well, it's okay. God likes it. So, I mean, you know, he has one or two or three rivers, doesn't he? Amen. So anyway, uh, you know, we've been working hard. So I just, I'm thirsty tonight. And uh, so um, I think we just need to get a big drink out of the river tonight and uh, refresh. And so I'm going to share with you what I do, uh, how I stay uh, hydrated spiritually. Amen. And, uh, and so we'll, we'll do that. And then we'll just... Uh, Move along and, and get the river flowing tonight and, uh, and, and watch God move mightily uh, in, in our lives. And uh, I believe there's going to be people healed tonight. I believe there's going to be all kinds of awesome things because God is an awesome, mighty, faithful God. He is true. He is living. He's alive. He's overcome. And so if he did, we do. And uh, so we're just going to have a great time in the Lord tonight. Uh, you can open your Bibles if you want to follow along tonight. I'm going to be speaking out of Psalms 46. Uh, one of my favorite psalms, and, uh, and uh, bringing a word out there tonight. Now, recently I saw something that was very, very interesting to me, very interesting. Uh, as I was in the Spirit a while back, just meditating on the Lord, just in the realm of the Spirit. Now listen, this sounds kind of funny, but I saw, I saw the devil, I saw him, he and all his unholy herd, and they were gathering up as many sandbags as they could get. They were making sandbags. And gathering them all together was the craziest thing I was watching. And they were frantically putting all these sandbags together and getting ready to stay off or to hold back what they saw coming as a mighty flood. And I was watching that in the Spirit. And the Lord began to show me that the natural barriers in our lives, the natural barriers in society, the natural barriers, if you will, that have been holding back, the, the, the floodwaters that have been holding back, the, the, uh, the revival waters that are coming would no longer be able to hold them back. Yeah. And so the devil was watching this flood coming, and he's seeing the natural barriers could no longer resist the, the move of God. So he was, they were getting ready to put all these sandbags up. It was, it was really something. And I said, Lord, what are you doing? He said, well, just as, as I uncapped the waters under the earth and just as I opened the skies in the days of Noah to get rid of evil in the earth, 
even so, this is the day and this is the hour. I'm going to begin to uncap and uncork my holy wells, my holy reservoirs in my people and begin to release a mighty flood of the glory river, holy reservoirs, and I'm going to let the streams come. I'm going to let them overflow and I'm going to let them flow out and, and come to flood stage as I rain down upon my people. Come on. And I'm going to release a mighty river of God. I'm going to release my glory river into the earth. That's what God's going to do. So the Lord's ready to cover the earth with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. Now, how is He going to do that? With, with the glory river flowing out of you and flowing out of me. He's going to do it. And, and uh, it's going to be an awesome thing because the earth and its people all of a sudden are going to be covered with the glory of the Lord. Oh, it's going to be good. So I'm telling you tonight, get ready to get unplugged, uncorked, uncapped, whatever you need to undo, but get ready to get undone and get filled up because God's going to fill you up and is filling us up. So get ready to overflow and overcome all the power of the enemy by the river of God. Amen? So I want to talk to you tonight about nothing less than the glory river, the glory river. I'm telling you, if you ever get into this flow of ministry, it, it, it just takes all the work out of it. Because when you begin to take in the glory, the glory river, and release the glory, it's not you doing anything, it's Him doing everything. You just get to hang out and be a vessel, be a well. It's really good. You with me? You ready? Okay, here it is. Let's read together Psalms 46. Come on now, lighten up. Don't be all serious on me tonight. This is party night. This is the last night. We've worked hard all week. We need a little refreshing. Anybody in here thirsty? Oh, I'm thirsty. Mm, I'm getting thirstier as I talk about it. Anyway, here it is. Psalms 46, verse 4. This is what it says. It says, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of our God the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Wow. There is a river. There is a river. There is a river. There is a river. <laughs> whose streams shall make glad the city of our God. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know if you know it or not, but we're the city. Hey, we're the tabernacle. We're the dwelling place of God. And uh, there is a river in us that's meant to make us glad. Now, I'll tell you what. Just think with me for a minute. There is enough pressure and hardship and difficulty and, and struggles and strain in life that, uh, that I've had enough of that, I mean, and, and I have to deal with it, so I choose to deal with it by uh, living and drinking and moving and sloshing and, and, and going out of the river. Come on, you got to, now don't go religious on me. Come on, just stop it. Come on. You've got to get in the river. You've got to understand there is a river of God. There is a river and it has a purpose. And did you know it's for you and it's for me? There is a river for us, and it's meant for refreshing. It's meant for restoring. It's meant for renewing. Come on. There is a river. It's a spiritual river, all right? Now, 
Uh, now, sometimes when I preach along these lines, not that I've ever preached this message before, I think maybe one other time, it doesn't matter, part of it, it rains in the building. Why not? It happened in South Carolina. It happened in my church before. When I talk about the river, oftentimes it starts raining. Isn't that wild? Did you know that heaven is voice activated? It is. Heaven is voice activated. You begin to speak about the kingdom and you begin to declare the word of God and and heaven, the only thing it knows to do when, when God's voice speaks is obey it. You start talking about rain and the clouds get nervous. Oh no, get over there, quick. He's talking about rain. River, oh, get over there, river. Come on, oh. Angels, line up, here we go. Heaven's voice activated. It is. It truly is. Did you know that angels are assigned to carry out the word of God? They are. Psalms 103.20, what's it say? Bless the Lord, O you mighty ones. That's what it says. Who obey His word, who take heed to the voice of His word. What's that say? That says that angels take heed to the voice of God, and they obey the voice of God, right? And they carry out the voice of God. They're assigned to the Word of God. Now, the amazing thing is, is when you and I as sons and daughters of God speak the Word of God, it says that the angels obey the voice of His Word. When we give voice to His Word, it's as though He spoke His Word, and the angels uh, uh, carry out the Word when we speak it. Heaven's voice activated. It matters what you say. It matters what you do. When I talk about the river, heaven's like, here we go. Let her flow. Come on. What do you need to do? You want me to throw you in? I, I was telling somebody today, I said, they, I, I said, you hang around the river long enough. You know when you're a kid, you play around the river, you know, the banks. The river's there, and you're playing around it. You're like, ah, I won't ever fall in there. And I know my mother told me to stay out of the water, and I'm not supposed to get wet. You know that, right? Yeah, hanging around the riverbank, throwing rocks in it, fishing, you know, doing all that stuff. I'm not going to get wet. Don't worry. It's the only set of clothes I got. I know. It's all right. No worries. And then all of a sudden, you know what happens. The magnet, the attraction, the inevitable there you are. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, that's refreshing. But oh, am I in trouble? Oh. <laughs> well, I want to know, I want you to know tonight you can get in the river and God's not going to be upset with you. It's all right. You can jump in. But I'm telling you, you hang around the riverbank long enough and you are going to fall in. It's inevitable. So anyway, uh, just line up on the bank, would you? Start messing around on the bank. Because there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. I've got enough things making me sad. I'm ready to be glad. Hallelujah. Now, John saw this river. He saw this river whose streams make glad the city of God. Let me read it for you. It says this in in Revelation chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was a tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves were healing the nations. That's a pretty cool river. 
grows fruit trees that has leaves and fruit that does healing. Wow. That's bizarre, isn't it? That's a pretty good water source. Get thirsty. Get thirsty. Did you come thirsty? If you're not, we're going to get up and go dance until you get thirsty. Ezekiel saw the river. You know what he said about this river? Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. If you read the rest of Ezekiel 47, there was trees again on the bank of the river. He was shown every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. Wow. The river will hold and heal a great harvest because there was fish all over in it and they were teeming with fish. So it will hold and heal a great harvest and the trees again yield their fruit. The leaves do not wither. Their fruit does not fail. The fruit is for food and the leaves are for medicine. I'm telling you, this is a pretty good river God's got going. A pretty good river. It's called the Glory River. That's what John and Ezekiel saw. They saw the Glory River. They watched it. They looked at it. The river that proceeds from the throne of God. Hallelujah. The river that fills, the river that heals, the river that satisfies, the river that's ours. Now, guess what? We have an invitation to come and drink from that river. Oh, yeah. Come on, now, don't go religious on me. Don't do this. Stop it. Get in the spirit. Have some fun. Lighten up. I'm here to get you drunk tonight. I'm telling you the truth. You go, that's not in the Bible. This is 2 Acts chapter 2. We're not drunk as you suppose. Hey, it's okay to feel good in the spirit. Sometimes we just need to get refreshed, you know, lighten up, you know. Listen, uh, you're about to put on a new wineskin, and the best way I know to get rid of the old one is to get drunk so you can get the new one on. Otherwise, it's really hard to get rid of the old one. Besides that, you always give strong drink to those who are about to die. <laughs> and go to war. <laughs> now, you may not like my language that I'm using about, you know, drinking from the river. And uh, I'm I, sorry if I offend you, but uh, it's really biblical. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes the church just needs to party down a little bit and lighten up. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, you'd think it was up to us to change the world. And so, I have learned to take the edge off from time to time. And uh, when I see people that are a little uptight, I th- I th- the first thing I want to do is get them drunk so they can get on with Jesus. In the spirit, you hear what I'm saying? From the river. Of, <laughs> come on. Stay with me. It's going to be all right. I didn't come to offend you. I come to get you so drunk that you're just going to love one another. I love you, man. I love you. I love you, man. I love you. It's all right. Don't worry about that stuff. Bygones. I love you, man. Y'all know Georgian Benoff? You know Georgian? You know who he is? He's a friend of mine. He and his wife Winnie 
Georgian told me that he had a horrible marriage for 16 years. Terrible. He and his wife fought all the time. All the time. And then one day, he took her to the river. You ought to listen to one of their CDs. It's called Blistronica. Get blissed. Winnie's on there. She will blow your gaskets. Because now she's drunk all the time. And Georgian says he has the best marriage he's ever had. He said, I just keep her drunk in the Holy Ghost all the time. Everything's good. Now, that's wild, isn't it? That's just wild. Now, who in the world would talk about drinking the river? Well, it's just in the Bible, so you have to talk about things in the Bible. That's my excuse, anyway. Anyway, we're going to have fun. Now, Jesus invites us to drink from the river. He does. You remember what it says in John seven thirty eight? It says, on that last day, the last and great day of the feast. Do you remember that scripture? Jesus said, anybody thirsty? Anybody thirsty? Yeah. He said, come unto me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being, his heart or his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. Jesus says, Are you thirsty? Come and drink up. That's what Jesus says. That's pretty awesome. How do you drink the glory river? Well, you drink it through prayer. You drink it through praise. You drink it through worship. You drink it by speaking in tongues. Come on. You drink it uh, by faith. The Apostle Paul says you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual uh, songs to one another. Come on. Making melody in your heart. That's how you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with this river of living water. Sounds pretty good to me. Are you thirsty? I'm thirsty. I'm totally thirsty. I, I'm, I'm getting thirstier as I talk about it. You know, we need to drink, and 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 we need to drink. I'm telling you, church, it's time to start drinking. Start drinking and stop thinking. That's very prophetic. That's qu- actually quite profound. Start drinking and stop thinking. You'll see a lot more of the kingdom. I'm not here to offend you. I'm here to get you drunk. Stop thinking and start drinking. Wells of living water. You've got to learn to get under the spout where the glory comes out. Really. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Now, when I drink out of the river, I get under the waterfall. See, I was taught you can just drink a little bit of the river. One of the first songs I learned when I was saved was this. Here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. That's all I get? No wonder I'm so miserable. Here's my cup. Listen, when you find out there's a river, you don't have a cup, you don't have a, come on, you get in. 
It's true. That cup thing is like that's that that's that thinking. See, here it is. Here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. <laughs> we need to drink and drink and drink and drink until we actually become a well of living water. A well. A well. Isaiah 58 says that we need to drink until we become a well-watered garden. I'm starting to drink. I'm sorry. A well-watered garden whose waters do not fail. It's true. Why do you need to be filled up with living water? Because God wants to pour you out, and if you're empty, He can't pour anything out of you. That's true. You, you can't get water from a dry well. You can't get much out of a dry well. Except an ornery old dry well. Anyway, if the shoe fits. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow living water. The scripture says that Jesus is the Messiah, the healer. He's the prophet of God. He's a deliverer. He's the overcomer. He's the savior. If you believe that, then out of you shall flow rivers of healing, rivers of salvation, rivers of deliverance, rivers of revelation, rivers of peace, rivers of joy, rivers of worship, rivers of praise, rivers of celebration. Come on. That's what's going to come out of you. I'm telling you the truth. Whatever you believe determines what others can receive. Did you, let, me, let me say that again. Whatever you believe is what others can receive. Are you with me over here? Whatever you believe. Whatever you believe about Jesus is what somebody else can receive. It's true. Now, these guys are thirsty over here, I think. How are we doing over here? Huh? See? Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, I can tell some of you know what I'm talking about. And some of you are so parched, you don't even know how parched you are. You've been running on empty for a long time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, the, this message, I guarantee you, will offend any religious spirit on the property. It will highly offend you. It will make you nervous. It will make you want to get up and leave. It will make you angry. It will make you email me things I don't want to see or read. I know. I'm pushing the envelope again tonight, and I said I wasn't to. But anyway, here we go. So, <clears throat> if you're nervous, just tell that spirit to get off of you. Because God's got something important for you. Alright? Really? Really? 
what you believe determines the flow others receive. You know, it's really time to reactivate, I believe, with all my heart sincerely. It's, a, it's time to activate the Genesis 26 ministry of Isaac again. You know what Isaac did? The ministry of Isaac is that he went to relocate, redig, and restore the wells of his father. That was his ministry. And I believe there's many uh, moves of God and many uh, uh, things that God has done in the past that have somehow, you know, come to the wayside or somehow uh, has been filled in by the enemy or plugged up or stopped. And I truly believe that there's a genuine, legitimate Isaac ministry uh, that needs to happen in our generation where we actually lay hold of some of the works of the past and, and, and redig them and restore them and bring them back to life. Because they were a genuine thing of God, and if they got filled in and plugged up, that means that, that the enemy did it and not, and, and not God. That means he wanted to stop. And so we need to be honoring our mothers and fathers. We need to be honoring those people of faith that have gone on before us. And we need to be relocating and redigging and reactivating those wells. And some of us simply just need to hear, you know, the voice of Jeremiah the prophet. You know what he said about this stuff? He said, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and have hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Man, I'm telling you what, it's time to get off the cistern and to get back into the well. It is. Cisterns, you know, will get you by, but stuff gets in those things. They're easily contaminated, and, and they break. And it's important that we get back on the well, because if you read the Scripture, a well is a, is a picture, if you will. It represents our spirit and our spiritual life. It does. And uh, Isaac is a picture, if you will, of the move of God to restore our spiritual life, to unclog our wells and to restore their flow the things that the enemy has filled in, God wants to unplug. Now, have you ever noticed that Isaac's name means laughter? Now, isn't that bizarre? Isaac's name means laughter, therefore God is going to use laughter. That's how he's going to unclog our wells. I'm serious. It's in the Bible. You know... Uh, how it is when you uh, take a big drink of root beer and somebody's telling a joke and, and the punchline hits right when you have a mouthful? Yeah. And it goes, it goes up through your nose and the foam goes up to your brain and you're like... That reminds me of an anointing. Did you know I tell people in America that, uh, that, uh, that uh, New Zealanders have a, an Evinrude anointing? They do. They've, they've got the Kiwi anointing. I heard it one time. This is what it sounds like. I heard that in a service when the Lord began to move powerfully. Then I heard the Evinrude anointing go off in the other corner. They're going... I said, those people over there are cutting edge. They have the kiwi and the evanroot anointing. America, wake up. You're behind. <laughs> now, if you're ready for a heavy revy tonight, I have one for you. Stop thinking and start 
drinking. <laughs> it's about as heavy as it's going to get tonight, all right? The ministry of Isaac means laughter. And joy is important. Why is joy so important? You know what Isaiah 12, 3 says? It says, with joy you shall draw water from the wells of salvation. Not with sadness, not with right religious form, not with, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. It says, with joy you shall draw water from the wells of salvation. Isn't that amazing? That's why I'm trying to get you happy tonight. I want to get you joyful. Because joy draws and activates the anointing. It draws from the wells of salvation. It really does. I'm telling you the truth. That's, that's true. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Yeah, laughter is the language of love. Did you know that? Laughter is the language of joy. And joy is full of glory. And the glory river is full of joy. And with this joy, we draw water from the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. Wells filled with salvation, healing. Come on. Restoration, refreshing. Renewing. I don't know. Sounds like some pretty good stuff to me. I think I'll have a double. Really? It's like what people drink in the kingdom. You know, when the waiter comes, he says, would you like water? And you go, yeah, bring me some living water. And they say, would you like it flat or bubbly? I say, I'll be having the bubbly. You can keep the flat water. Don't want that. That's cistern stuff. Give me that bubbly stuff right there. That's got life in it. Come on, you there? Yeah. Okay, I believe you're there. Did you know that in John chapter 4, Jesus met a woman at a well? He did. Isn't that amazing? He met her at Jacob's well. And he asked her for a drink. And she says to him, well, how is it you, that you, being a Jew, asked me, a Samaritan, for a drink? And then Jesus said this to her. He said, if you knew the gift of God and he who speaks, excuse me, and he who it is who speaks to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Oh, my. She replied, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. And by the way, where do you get that living water? Where do you get it? You know, I think that's a question a lot of believers say. A lot of believers have. I believe it's their dilemma. First of all, they say, what do I draw with? How do I draw this living water? How do I draw it out? And then, where do you get it? Where do you get this living water? What's with these happy Christians anyway? Where do they get that living water? Where do they get that joy? Where do they get that happiness? I mean, I know what's going on in their life. How come they're so happy? Well, you draw by coming to the well with thirsty faith. Thirsty faith. Is your faith thirsty? You've got to have thirsty faith. Thirsty faith. 
thirsty faith. Remember it says in Psalms 42, my soul longs for you, I thirst for you. Like a deer panteth for the water brooks, so my soul long, I thirst for you, the living God. Thirsty faith. And listen, there's only one place you can get the living water. Jesus said, come unto me, and I will give you drink, right? But you have to come with thirsty faith. You have to come like the woman with the issue of blood. She was desperate. You have to come like the blind man who waited patiently. He was, he was a guy that was determined. You have to come like the crowd who followed Jesus day after day after day till finally he stopped and ministered to them. They were diligent. You get it? Desperate. Determined, diligent, thirsty. You draw by putting a demand upon the anointing. You come thirsty, you come expectant, and you come in faith, and you get the living water from the glory river that proceeds from the throne of God. It's the anointing, it's the ability of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Can I just tell you that God wants us to have our wells open? He wants our wells active. He wants our wells flowing. He does. He wants our wells springing up. You know what Jesus said to the woman at the well? He said this to her. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, you know what I did? I looked at that word welling up. I looked at that word springing up. You know what it means? It means leaping. 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 In other words... God wants your well so full that when somebody comes by that needs a drink, whether they know or not, it goes, hey! Leaping. It describes the action and response to people that get touched by this living water, the glory river. You know what it says in Acts 3, don't you? It says when Peter and John came by and prayed for the lame man at the gate, beautiful, it says he leaped up. Oh, And he was walking and leaping and praising God. It says, also when Paul Paul saw the lame man at Lydia, it says that he saw that this man had faith to be healed. And he says to him, stand up straight and walk. And the guy leaped up. He leaped up. You guys, come on. He leaped up. Help me here. Isaiah says this, when the waters burst forth in the wilderness, it says the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped, the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the dumb will sing, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. Wow, wow, wow. The Spirit leaped on Samson and he became a mighty man. The Spirit leaped on Saul, and it turned him into another man, and he began to prophesy. I'm telling you that God wants our wells open, leaping, flowing, sloshing, overflowing. He does. How are you going to get your well full if you're not drinking? You've got to learn how to drink. You've got to learn how to drink. 
I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm telling you, when I drink, when I drink this living water, you know what's filling me up? I look and I see the water, but in the water is gold, and in the water are diamonds, and in the water is life. And when it gets into my body, my body begins to be energized with gold and silver and diamonds and electricity and life, and it fills me up. And when I touch people, they leap. It gives them life. It's like, you know, when you cancel out on the table, they go, turn that baby up to 440. (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) This is what the Lord says. This is why you need your well filled up. He says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Hey, this water is a real deal. It's a very interesting way to look at at the Lord. It's an interesting way to think of the Holy Spirit. You know, people say, well, I need to be filled with the Spirit. Well, really, if you're going to be accurate, you say, I want to be filled with the sevenfold Spirit of God. The Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. When you're saying, Lord, fill me up, you're saying, I want all seven attributes. Not some general, whatever Holy Spirit. I want those seven attributes. That's what I want filled up with. Right? So when you go to minister, you're not just ministering, well, I've got the Holy Spirit. What's that mean? Well, you've got wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might. That means you're going to tell them what's going on, then you're going to release the power of God on them. Come on. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, which is the seventh full Spirit of God. Hey, hallelujah. Think of the menorah. Think of the lampstand. That's how it works. They work in pair. Wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord is the Spirit of the Lord. Wow. All of that is in the river. All of that's in the river. Did you know that God has that river and to Him it's called His river of pleasure? It's true. Psalms 36 says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They were abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasure. For with you is the fountain of life, and in you and in your light we see life. Now listen, brothers and sisters, it's time to get our buckets out. It's time to get your buckets out. I tell you, what God is wanting to do in this place and in this house is going to require that you stay well hydrated. And with the pressure that's going to come upon this place, with all the new folks coming in here, you better be about half drunk so you don't get on each other's nerves. I love you, man. I'm telling you the truth. I can tell you've never heard a message like this before. But that's okay. That's okay. The next guy that preaches, you'll be like, Yeah, River! Come on, let's go! You like the river, don't you? 
Have you ever fell in the river? Was it fun? You fish? There you go. Little river jets down here. Come on. With joy we shall draw water from the wells of salvation. I believe it's time to drink from the river of his pleasure. I think it's time to drink the living water from the glory river. I think it's time to get our wells open and flowing and get the river flowing. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that out of our innermost being, there is to be and supposed to be and ought to be flowing rivers. Not a little stream, not a spurt, not a drop, but rivers of living water, rivers of healing, rivers of joy, rivers of power. Come on, those sorts of rivers. True. And you know what? All of this drinking is free. It's free. That's what it says in Isaiah 55. It says, Whoa! Whoa! That means wait. Did you know that? It means wait. Don't go until you do this. That's what Jesus is saying. He said, I'm going to give you the sure mercies of David, but before you get them, hold up. Come and buy from me wine and milk without cost. That's what he says. Come and drink it. Come and partake of it. Get it for free. Come and drink and drink and drink and drink and become a well. Come and and eat and eat and eat until you're filled. You get it? Yeah. It's an invitation. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. He says, if you're hungry, come to me and eat. And he said, out of your innermost being shall flow my life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Really? I'm going to stop preaching this thing. I can tell you guys. Hey, I love you guys. You know that? I do. I honestly do. But it's a real message. It's really true. Really? Drink from the river. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of our God. Now, drinking from this river may be a whole new paradigm for you, so I want to help you get started tonight, okay? So we're going to get started drinking from the river. And when you begin to drink from the river, it begins to fill you up. And when you get filled up, it begins to flow out. And all of a sudden, there becomes something greater than you. There's an outflowing out of your life. And the Bible says in Ezekiel that everything that then touches that river has life. It gets healed. It gets restored. It gets released into the fullness of God. And so tonight, I want to have us drink from the river. I do. I want us to have us drink a whole bunch from the river. I want to have you drink until you can't drink anymore. And listen, it says that this water is living. It's alive. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the new wine of the kingdom. And we need to be drinking the new wine of the kingdom. And listen, we need to stop drinking the old wine and start drinking the new wine. We need to start tasting the wine of 2010 and 2012 and 2015. You need to start tasting that wine before it gets here so when it shows up, you go, I know what that is. That's the powers of the good age to come. Come on. We need to start drinking that wine ahead of time. A lot of you are still drinking Isaiah's wine. Come on. A lot of you are drinking Abraham's wine. Come on. Some of you are drinking Jesus' wine. That's pretty good. But how about this generation's wine? What does your wine taste like? 
What does it taste like? What's the community drinking out here? What are you drinking? Come on. I know this is a funny way to talk about church. You're all offended, but you'll get over it by tomorrow morning. No, really. You can, you can do anything when you love people, right? They're like, oh, he's just, just don't worry about him. He's all right. I just want to help you tonight. I do. That's really what I want to do. I want to make sure that before I leave here that there is a river flowing, a full flowing river. And I want to get you so full of the river of life tonight that wherever you go tonight and tomorrow, you're just going to release the river. Release the river. It's going to pour out of you. It's going to slosh out of you. It's going to leap out of you. And you're going to go, oh my, did I do that? People are going to want to be around you. Thirsty people that are thirsty for life. That are thirsty for, you know, being restored. That are thirsty to be revived. That have dry places. They're going to want to be about you and around you because you have water. You have the water of life. The living water. So you ready to drink? I want to do some drinking. Then I want to do some dancing. And then I want to do some miracles, okay? And we're not going to keep you all night. Listen, it's really early. I... I you know, we're good to go, so don't worry about time, okay? You'll all be out of here. So can I have the band come? 